Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, seven days a week, getting us into God's Word every day, at least for this short period of time, but that helps us to stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our souls, and that's so important. And it helps us to have a more positive, because it's a more spiritual mindset, more spiritually guided at least, mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Well, you know people in your life, probably some within your own family, who need to change their focus and direction in life, and they need to start focusing on their relationship with God and upon their souls and looking forward to eternity, because it's coming. Share these short studies with them every day, with everyone you can, every single day, Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means, but share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, again, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a wonderful blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a wonderful blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study, talking about hopelessness and hope. Well, we're living in a truly chaotic time. I went into some detail in expressing that in our introductory time together last time, talking about how there are many people now because of what we're going through, and we could talk about it all over the world, but in our country, it is a chaotic time. People are in emotional and psychological upheaval to a great extent. There's all kinds of conflict going on. There's violence. There's a lot of discontent with our political leaders on both sides of the aisle. There's a lot of cultural confrontation going on and shifting and ideological pushing of belief systems and what people want everybody else to do, trying to force people to believe their way and do things their way. And it just goes on and on and on. We're dealing economically with very uncertain times tremendous inflation. Prices keep going up, making it more and more difficult for families to to get by, let alone save anything for the future. And so people are having to make choices. We keep hearing between, well, do I buy gas for my vehicle to get back and forth you know, from home to work and back again? Or, or do I buy food to put on the table or buy prescriptions that I need for, because of my medical conditions? Do I scrimp here? Do I skip meals? You know, whatever it is. Do we take a vacation trip this year or do we put it off? Maybe again, because a lot of people put them off during COVID. Well, do I put it off again because we can't afford the gas? You see, it goes on and on and on. Economics, health problems. So many people over the last few years have died because of the COVID uh, pandemic And we keep getting conflicts over that and conflicting information and charges and challenges and so on. But people die all the time of all kinds of natural causes. That goes on. But we've, you know, we've gone through that period where things were shut down, the economy shut down to a great extent. And And again, it's just chaotic what we're going through right now. And so a lot of people are desperately seeking, they're frantically grasping and looking for hope somewhere, 
real semblance, a real semblance of hope. And many people are living with a strong feeling of hopelessness. We read Job chapter 7 and verse 6, and we just, we get a, a glimpse of what Job was going through many thousands of years ago when he said, my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. And we talked about Job chapter 1, where in one day Job lost all of his children and a whole lot of his economic holdings. And then God allowed the devil to work Job over physically, but he said, you can't take his life. And so Job broke out with grievous boils from the top of his head to the bottoms of his feet. He was in extreme agony and pain, and he did not know why all of this was happening. And so he said in Job 7 and verse 6, my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope, without hope. Now that was an emotion of the moment, I think. Because certainly I think we would, have, we would say that he saw hope, he expressed, experienced hope earlier in his life until suddenly all of this came upon him and he struggled trying to understand why, why it was happening to him. He was trying to stay faithful to God and devoted to God, and yet all of this was happening. Well, he expressed a human emotion there. My days are without hope, without hope. Well, are you ready to come out of hopelessness and into real hope? We use the word hope in our common language today in a way that it's not used when we're talking about the real hope that God offers us through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We talk about, I hope this will happen. I hope that'll happen. I hope this doesn't happen. I hope, you know, so-and-so will give me this loan, or I hope I get this job, or I hope she'll say yes when I ask her out on a date, or I hope that he will bring me flowers. Again, those are wishes. Those are desires. Sometimes they're unrealistic dreams. But now the hope that is offered to us from God through Christ is not just a desire. It's certainly not a, a, an unrealistic wish or a wild dream. It is the desire, certainly, but it's connected with the expectation of fulfillment as blessing from God. That's the hope that New Testament Christianity, the gospel of Christ, offers mankind. Are you ready to come out of hopelessness? The hopelessness that is connected to the ways of this world? And are you ready to come into the real hope that God offers us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I'd like for us to look at a text of Scripture. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12. And here, the Apostle Paul reminds the Christians within the congregation at Ephesus of the reality that they first had come out of and the new reality into which they had come as they became Christians. 
Now, probably he's talking to them mostly as having been Gentiles. Now, that would have been unbelievers in God to begin with, idol worshipers, which is the way that it was with most of the world, most of humanity in that day, until Christ came and brought the gospel of Christ. You did have the Jews, they believed in God, but most of them rejected the Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah that they supposedly were looking for to come. But they didn't like that. They didn't like Jesus as the Messiah, so they rejected him for the most part. Now, Paul is probably, again, addressing this for the most part to the Gentile Christians within the congregation of the Lord's church at Ephesus. And he says, verse 11, Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, and that would have been the Jews, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ. Okay, before you became Christians, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Now, the covenants of promise had been given to the Jews, the Israelites, through the Old Testament prophets. Again, they were promised that the Savior was coming, and they were supposedly looking for him to come. But when he came in the person of of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, they didn't like the Savior who came, and so they did not follow him for the most part. Now, many Jews did become Christians. They followed Christ, but for the most part, by and large, the Jewish people rejected the Savior. And so Paul says, at that time you were without Christ. Before you became Christians, you were without Christ. Being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, you weren't Israelites either, you weren't Jews, and strangers from the covenants of promise, yeah, those Old Testament prophets, they were prophesying as to what would come about through the bloodline of Israel, the Savior would come. And so you, you didn't even believe in God back then. And he goes on and says, speaking of them, these Gentile Christians, before they became Christians, he said, having no hope and without God in the world. Having no hope and without God in the world. He said, that's the way you were. That was your reality before you became Christians. You didn't believe in God, so you were without God, naturally. And when you take God out of the picture in your life, it's hopelessness. You are without hope. But now the next verse, he shows the other side of the ledger, so to speak, the other end of the spectrum. But now in Christ Jesus, how did they come into Christ? They were baptized into Christ, Romans 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27. They had learned about Jesus being their Savior, and they believed in him as their Savior, came to him as their Savior, were baptized into him for the remission of their sins. They became Christians. And so he says, now in Christ, in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off, you didn't even believe in God. You are without hope. You who, who once were afar off, 
have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You've been brought to God through Christ. Jesus said that's the only way you can come to God. John 14 and verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Those Gentiles had come out of hopelessness and into the only real hope that mankind has, and that's in Christ as Christians. We'll dig deeper next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for offering us the hope that comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the hope of forgiveness, redemption, reconciliation with you, Father, and eternal life in heaven with you and your Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for offering us that hope, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.